today's scripture lends itself to talking about change. Change is not only in our, our lives, but also changes in the church. And I think a new kind of church really seeks the Holy Spirit for change. Let me start by telling you about three friends, buddies, that were in a car accident. And it happened to be that they all three went to heaven and they were standing before the pearly gates. And they were asked this question. When you're in your casket and friends and family are paying their last respects, what would you like them to say about you? The first guy says, I would like to hear them say that I was the greatest doctor of my time and a great family man. Okay, that's a good thing. The second guy says, I would like to hear that I was a wonderful husband and school teacher and I made a huge difference on the children of tomorrow. Wow, <laughs> that, that's, that's great. And they came to the third man and he said this sort of jokingly. I'd like to hear them say, look, he's moving. <laughs> a lot of us would like that. I think we are, don't wanna die. We want to live. We want to have productive lives. I don't know if Peter ever thought about his legacy. I don't know if he ever thought about the mark that he was making uh, in the world. I wonder if he even thought about a thousand years from now, a couple thousand years, they would still be talking about me in this world. But I do know that Peter was a disciple of Jesus Christ. And he wanted to fulfill that commitment that he had made to his Lord and his Master and his Savior. And that was who Peter was all about. But you know, you see two different kinds of people when you look at Peter. If you think back to when Jesus first asked him to be one of his disciples, and we start to learn who Peter was, he had a lot of questions. He's a very stubborn, stubborn fisherman. Imagine he liked to argue. Imagine he had a hard time listening, like a lot of us men have problems with sometimes. Um, and if you remember during the crucifixion, Peter was the one that denied his Lord three times. Three times he could have said, yes, I am a follower of Jesus. But three times, he said, no, I, I don't know this man. Why? why? Why did he say that? 
Peter even, or Jesus even warned Peter that, that he was going to do that. He knew it ahead of time, but it didn't stop him. He still denied Jesus three times. He was afraid. He was afraid that he would be also crucified. He was afraid that he would get in trouble. He would be put in jail. And at that point in Peter's life, that fear ruled his decisions. But now we see Peter standing up before people, proclaiming Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We see Peter and John healing people. We see them coming out and, and converting people. They said, what, almost 5,000? You know, Sadducees want them to be quiet. But they weren't. And people, people knew what was going on. They felt the Holy Spirit. They believed in what Peter was preaching about, and they started to believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior also. So we see Peter change from the afraid disciple to the bold apostle that was willing to die, and disciples, all of them, except for John, died in hor horrible ways. Willing to, to be put in jail now? See, a, a complete 180 of what he was before, he, going in a different direction, a, a different person. And it all happened because he allowed the Holy Spirit to come upon him and help him and give him strength to do the ministry that God wanted him to do. Tom Mercer writes, years ago, I heard an incredible story about a guy who, while walking through an intersection in a large city, noticed a police officer directing traffic in the middle of the street. And as he walked by, the man sensed the Holy Spirit. No, hear that. The man sensed the Holy Spirit prompting him to go to the officer and tell him that God loved him. How many of us would have listen to that how many of us would have gone out in the middle of uh, the street with a police officer and, and said God loves you well he struggled with that he, he thought this is just an impulse and he kept walking but he was haunted by the continued sense that he had been disobedient to the spirit God was was pushing his heart God was, was convicting him that this was something he needed to do. And so he finally turned around. He walked back to that intersection. He walked up to that officer and he said, Excuse me, officer, but God just told me to tell you that he loves you. Tears began to trickle down the man's face. The traffic stopped. And with a broken voice, the officer said, I prayed to God for the first time in a long time last night, and I told him that if he was real, the least he could do was to send someone to tell me that he was there for me. And here you are. A prayer said with earnest 
and a prayer answered because someone was obedient to God. Someone was obedient to the Holy Spirit and did what was not comfortable. Did what he didn't really want to do. He would have rather just kept on walking and, and ignored the Holy Spirit, but he didn't. And it changed this man's life. It made that man know that God was real, that God loved him. I remember my own life when I was struggling to, for the, with the call to ministry. And like Peter, I had a lot of fears. I hated speaking in front of people. In fact, I had never, when I was in high school, I never even took a, a, a speech class because... I didn't want to get up in front of people. I didn't take a speech class until I got into college and knew I was going into ministry. Finally, I said, I, I guess I better take one. I, I was afraid that people would reject me. Um, I, I, was, I, I was afraid that, that I didn't have the gifts that were needed to be a pastor. Yet God kept, the Holy Spirit kept on me saying, I want you to go into the ministry. And so I shared that. We had a young adult Bible study um, led by Lowell Newt. Uh, he was a physics teacher. And uh, at that time, it was totally laity-led. Uh, uh, he was our, our teacher. We asked him to teach that group, and there was a whole group of us young people. Um, one time I was young, honey. I know. It seems like a long time ago. Many years ago. That was before I was even married. But we prayed. I, I told this group of people, I said, oh, God's been putting on my heart. I need to go into ministry. But at, let, let's pray that God will send me a sign. And I don't, wasn't specific what that sign would be or anything like that. But I remember that next day going to choir practice. It was on Thursday at Christ United Methodist Church. And after practice, uh, Pastor Walter Mayer came up to me and said, have you ever thought about going into the ministry and about fell down? Um, Walt had no idea what we had prayed about the night before. But I felt like God was telling me through Walter that this was something I needed to do. Um, I wonder if Peter ever felt like that ever felt afraid and then felt like now I can do that because the Holy Spirit is with me. I think when Jesus asked him after the res resurrection uh, three times, do you love me? And three times Peter said, yes, Lord, you know I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. That was his call. That was his call to ministry. That was his call from his Lord, his Savior, saying, this is what I want you to do. You need to go out and you need to tell people. You need to feed their spirits. So Peter set aside fear and let fear no longer stand in his way. And we see in Acts 4 that he speaks boldly before the high priest himself.
we also need to ask the Holy Spirit to change our lives. To come upon us so that, because we are all charged with spreading the gospel. That, that's what the church was founded around, spreading the gospel, letting people know about the love of God. And even Jesus himself gave us a command to go and love one another. And that's all the, the gospel is about love. It's about the love of a savior for us. It's about a love of a God for us. That we are God's children. So we see Peter here no longer doing things under his own power. But now he's letting the Holy Spirit work through him. So we see Peter, he went from fearful to fearless as the Holy Spirit enabled him. Um, I, I read a, a blurb in the Reader's Digest years ago. There was a, a man sent in the story, and he talked about when he was driving through an animal park where the animals are free and the visitors uh, drive through on a narrow road to, to look at them. And he said that he, he came uh, around a bend and there was this large black car with darkly tinted windows trying to make a U-turn. And like, like he said, it was a very narrow road. So basically, this car was blocking traffic, not enabling traffic to go through. And so he came to a stop. He let the, the black car pass him in the opposite direction. And he rolled down his window and he yelled this, where for heaven's sake do you think you're going? A little bit frustrated, a little bit upset. Well, the car, the tinted windows, one of the tinted windows started to roll down. And he started looking to the face of Billy Graham, <laughs> who was in this car. He stuck his head out, and with a smile he yelled back, I hope I go anywhere for the love of my Lord and Savior. Where are we going for the love of our Lord and Savior? Where are we going? What does God want us to do? Where does God want us to go? Not just only personally, but as a church. How can we fulfill our mission of making disciples? What ministries is God calling us to do? One of the ministries that, that we have coming up is Brianna's Hope. And you know what? I feel like if it's truly a ministry of God, God will give us the people. God will give us the funds. God will give us uh, whatever we need to do this ministry. Sometimes we have to be bold, like Peter. Sometimes we have to step out and take a chance. Maybe God's pulling on your heart. Uh, we have people that are struggling with addictions in their life. People that God loves. Maybe God is telling you, even though maybe you'll be uncomfortable in, in being around these, these people that have this problem. But what we're called to do is love, and that's basically what Brianna's Hope is about, is, is loving people where they are.
we're not going to try to solve their addictions, but we're going to try to be there for them and to help them carry their burdens, give them a meal, uh, feel, help them feel listened to and heard and loved. What other ministries is God calling us to do? What other places do we need change? Maybe we're, we're doing some things that we're really not doing like God wants us to do. Maybe there's some things that we need to change. Again, we need to, to open up and, and to listen for God's leading and where God wants us to be. But in the midst of this, again, we are not alone. Peter was not alone. He had John. He had the other disciples. He had the Holy Spirit. He had the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in his heart. So he was never alone. As so far, so good comes back up. I, I want to tell you one last story. It's about a little boy that was invited to a friend's birthday party. And he was so excited about going to this, this birthday party. And so he was just counting the days. But the morning of the party, it was in the middle of winter. And there was a blizzard that had struck their little town. And the snow was falling in wet, heavy flakes, and the wind was howling. And his father looked at the little boy and said, I, Son, I don't think you can go to the party. And of course, the little boy was heartbroken. He had looked so much forward to, to going to that party. So he said, Dad, if I dress real warm and if I'm careful, you know, it's just down the block. It's not too far away. Uh, please, please, Dad, let me go. I, I want to go to this, this party. And finally, to his surprise, his dad said, yes, I will let you go. So the little boy bundled up in his hat and his coat and his mittens started down the street to his friend's house. And when he finally got to the door, he turned around and he saw his father turning back home. It was then that he realized that his father had been walking behind him all the way to make sure he was safe, that he was not alone, that there was someone watching over him. I believe the same thing about us and, and our ministry, that we are not alone. In truth, we are surrounded by God's love and God's goodness. And so truly, we're never in a place where we're on our own. If our ministry truly of God, the Holy Spirit will show us the way. We need to pray, pray hard about what ways we need to be going with our lives in our church ways that we can fulfill the Great Commission. And we need to ask God to fill us with the Holy Spirit. And if we do these things, God will, will show us opportunities to share our Christian story. God will show us opportunities that we can love others through ministry. But every day we get up, we need to stop and we need to ask God to daily fill us with the Holy Spirit and help us truly hear what God wants for our lives. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for 
men like Peter that were willing to stand up boldly and proclaim the gospel because here we are thousands of years later or yes thousands of years later and we're still talking about Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior that that it all stems from people being willing to minister to others through the Holy Spirit Lord help us to hear your voice help us to go in the directions that you want us to go Lord and whatever we do, may we glorify you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.